I feel like I'm not supposed to. Oh, your grace so free washes over. Galatians 6 9 says, Be not weary in well doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Do season. Do season. What I hear the Lord saying is there's a due season that's coming for some of his people. Because you have stood, because you have prayed, because you have waited, because you have fasted. There's a due season that's about to come, so do. If you owe a loan, there's a date, right? There's a time that you have to pay that loan. If a mother has a baby, there's a time that she's due, so there's a season and a time that's due. If we faint not, don't grow weary, there's a due season that God has for us. So I'm going to prophesy over you today and say there's some people who have some financial situations, and I'm talking serious financial, financial situations. And God said, prophesy over them and just tell them that their situations are going to change. Now, that may come in a job or a promotion, or it may come in another way. Of course, most of the time, I don't know about you, but for me, he doesn't just drop it. He gives me something to do. I think that's God, right? That's faith. You have to step out and do something. But there's some financial situations God's about to move in. There's someone in your home, a child, maybe in your home, maybe not, I'm going to say, but there's a child that someone's been praying for and waiting for and laboring for. Your due season is about to come. There's a marriage that's in trouble, and maybe you feel like you're giving up because you're not going to make it. Your due season is about to come. 
whatever you've stood for, those three things he specifically gave me, but whatever you're standing for, whatever you've prayed for, whatever you've sown, seed, time, and harvest, you've sowed the seed, you've done the time and prayer, and there's about to be a harvest. I've done some crazy things for the Lord sometimes, and I'm just going to put this out there. If this is speaking to you, I'd almost get a piece of paper and write, my due season is coming, and put it on my refrigerator and walk by it every morning and say, my due season's coming. It may not be here today, but my due season's coming. I may not see it, but my due season's coming. I may not feel it, but my due season is coming. Because there's a due season.
Come on, lift holy hands in the house today. Will you let the meditations of your heart begin to flow forth? So what does that mean, Pastor? Just begin to talk to Jesus like he's right in front of you. Just begin to love on him like he's right in front of you. Lord, we exalt your name, Jesus. We lift you up on high. God, thank you, Lord, for making a way, God, where there seems to be no way. God, for breaking down walls, God, where it seemed like it was impossible. God, for parting waters, God, when it seemed impossible. God, for meeting needs. God, we honor you. God, we praise you. Lord, we love you. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord Jesus. Worthy are you, Jesus. So, Lord, today, God, we lift up all the needs in the building today, God, each and every one, those that are online, those who are struggling, God. God, maybe those who've got a bad report this week, God, in their health, God, we pray for them. God, we lift them up. God, we pray, Lord, that divine healing would begin to flow and minister to their bodies. God, we pray for those who may be sick today, Lord, not feeling well in their body. God, I pray, Lord, that Lord, that healing virtue would begin to flow right where they're at right now. God, those who need a touch in their body, who need deliverance, God, from circumstances, from things, God, I plead the blood of Jesus over their life right now. Walls be broken, chains be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it. God, we know it, we believe it. God, we lift up, God, any other need, Lord. God, those who might be struggling in their finances, God. Those who might be struggling in their marriage. Those who might be struggling with their job. God, I pray, Lord, that you would intervene, Lord, that you would do what you do, Lord. God, we put our trust in you. God, we put our trust in you and you alone. You are a God who loves us, God, and we thank you. Lord, touch these needs, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it. God, we believe it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Come on, church. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? rest in your presence today. God, I believe that strength has been renewed in this house right now. God, those who have been carrying a weight, God, those who have been trusting in you, those who have been waiting on you, God, burdens are being lifted right now. God, our strength will arise, Lord, as we wait upon you. And those who have been waiting, God, God's strength is rising, God in this house right now. God, many who wanted to give up, God, are standing firm because you are holding them. God, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise and adoration in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many of the Lord's been faithful to? How many has the Lord been faithful to? How many would say, hey, Pastor, the Lord's brought me through some things? How many would say, the Lord has healed my body? How many would say, the Lord has kept me? Amen. Look, if you're going through a trial, I want you to look at the hands that are being raised. And if he'll do it for them, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Amen. I just feel the presence of the Lord in the house today. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor before you, before you sit down and say, it is so good to see you today in the house of the Lord. We're so glad that you're here today. And if you are a guest with us, we say welcome. And we're excited that you're here. We pray that you feel welcomed in the house today and that you feel the presence of the Lord. And if you should need anything, if you'll uh, find uh, one of our ushers, they're usually standing in the back. They can direct you if you need anything. We, we are glad that you're here today. Um, let's give all of our guests a welcome, those online and those here in the house today. So good to see you. I'm going to ask, I'm going to do this. Brother, Brother Nick, come on up. I'm going to ask Brother Nick Schneider to come up here. How many have had a chance to meet the Schneiders? Well, if you haven't, you need to meet them. They're great people. And uh, I'm going to have him come up here. I'm going to meet you down here. Is that all right? And uh, br uh, Brother Nick, he works at Open Arms Ministry, and he invited me over about a month ago to come over to a prayer breakfast that they do. And... Uh, in the process of going to that prayer breakfast, uh, I got connected with their ministry, and they their ministry involves uh, helping foster kids when they're in between homes, and, and they have a godly background uh, here, and they I'm gonna let him tell a little bit about that, but they've got something coming up to help support their ministry, and I'm gonna let him give this announcement because he'll do a much better job than I will in details. So, hey, give him a hand. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I, I serve as uh, what's called Community Relations Director for Open Arms Christian Ministry. And we are uh, observing our 35th anniversary this coming Friday night. We're going to have a concert at uh, Lincoln Church Christian Church. Uh, featured band is Cochran and Company. Uh, uh, young people might know who, who that is. They're actually a local band from. Montgomery, Indiana is where they're based out of, but they travel with, uh, right now traveling with Toby Mac, so they're, they're, they're about make, to make it really big in the world. They've had two top ten uh, songs, one of them was Church, the other was Grave, and they, uh, Michael Cochran is the leader of that group, he, uh, he is currently the worship leader for Antioch Christian Church in Montgomery, Indiana. They say it's Montgomery, they say it's closer, it's probably closer to Montgomery. Right after he does our concert, he leaves with Toby Mack and Crowder. They're going to rule that 31 cities from coast to coast. So we feel real fortunate to get them to come to Linton, Indiana. You can come to that concert for $10. That's a bargain. We've got $10 seats left. We, we've sold out of most of the $35 and $25 seats, but we've got a lot of $10 seats left. And I want 
invite you to come. I also want to thank your church. Your church gave a donation to help put this on. And, uh, it's not cheap to bring a band like that to this little town, but uh, God's blessed us uh, immensely, and your church gave a donation. We, we do appreciate that. We thank you. So I just want to invite you to, uh, to come. Tickets are $10. You can buy the tickets online at our website. That's enormouschristian.com. You can go to iTickets. Just look up uh, Cochran and Company. Uh, it's going to be a good night. We're calling it a, a night of praise and worship, and that's what it's going to be. We've got a uh, church band from uh, Smithville Christian Church going to perform. Uh, Christian Church. Band's going to perform. We've got two duos that are going to give us an opportunity to talk about their deal here. So we invite every one of you from Linton, Indiana, this coming Friday night. We have a food truck. Don't worry about cooking supper. We've got a really good uh, food truck that's going to be there. And we're going to be together to, to eat and enjoy. We've got silent auctions. We've got some really great things in silent auctions. We've got an uh, acoustic guitar that we're going to be uh, auctioning off. It's brand new. So we invite you, and I thank you. All the proceeds to that uh, will go to Open Arms Ministry, and uh, I had a chance to tour their facility over there, the, the boys' facility, and uh, they have a boys' and a girls' home, and uh, it, it is amazing what they are doing. And foster care to adoption, and I, I, they, they gave this stat when, when I was there, and this blew me away. I mean, this blew me away. They said if every church in America would, would one family from every church in America would foster one kid, there would be no need for a foster system. Everyone says, oh, that's not my calling. I, 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 think, I think there's work for the church to do, amen? Amen. And so I was blown away by that stat. And so if you can, if you can be a part of that, uh, go go participate in that. I think it'll be a great time. And we wanted to to make sure you guys knew uh, what that was about. I know we had, we had uh, announced it last week and many of you probably didn't even know what that was about. But uh, we want to support that ministry and uh, love on them. All right. Uh, it, it's so good to see you today. I, I do want to say this. I want to make a plug before before I get speaking not this Thursday, but the 28th, October 28th, we are going to be having um, a prayer night. We did this a month ago, and uh, we're going to be opening the, the doors here at the church. And we are, uh, how many know that prayer changes things? And more importantly, prayer changes me. Uh, I didn't get as many amens on that. Uh, uh, but he, he, w w the reason that we're doing this is, and we're, I've been teaching in uh, Ephesians, weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We can't do it in our own physical power. But how many know that prayer can change some things? And, and as, as, the, as a body of believers, we're going to come together in unity and in prayer. Uh, if you remember in Acts chapter 2, they were in one accord, right? They were in unity, and they were there in prayer, and they were seeking the Lord. And I believe that when we come together, when we begin to pray, when we begin to grow together, listen, 
You say, I, I've, got, I've got things to do. And you may have things to do that night, but that's why I'm telling you a, a week or so in advance so you can make sure that you're clear so you can be there. We want you to be here. We want to pray with you. Last, last time we had one of these meetings, we had a, a couple that, that I didn't even know show up to our prayer meeting at all. And they wanted prayer over their situation, and we laid hands on them. We prayed for them. They went to the doctor, and they got a good report coming from that doctor. So prayer changes things. Amen? Prayer changes things. And I, I promise you, if you're feeling down in your spirit, you come to prayer meeting, you'll leave lifted up. Amen? And so I want to challenge you as your pastor. I want to challenge you to be here. And to be a part of that, if you can be here, uh, I just want to put that little plug in. Uh, this week has been a good week. We had a busy week. Um, I, we went up to the uh, Pentecostal Church of God, they, the Indiana District. We went up to their conference and uh, had, a, had a good time up there. A little bit of, of knowledge. How many know uh, Bishop Hilton? He's been here a couple times and spoke for us. Uh, well, and, and this week, he, because of some health reasons, he stepped down from his post, and, uh, and they've moved to a different direction, uh, which, you know, God, God has ordained, and so I want you to continue to pray for him. He's doing well. He just says, you know, he needs to recover. How many know that's important? And he needs to fully recover, and uh, so we were up, up there at the conference, got to visit with him and love on them and uh, just get connected with some more ministers and uh, and Matt and Brittany went with us, and uh, uh, it was just a good time. And Matt, I, I, I'm going to say this, Matt, he got, how many remember a few months ago he got his exhorters, uh, they uh, came and they uh, gave him his exhorters. Well, this week they gave him his license. He's moved up to a licensed minister, so let's give it up for Matt. We are proud of him, and if you say, hey, well, I'm interested in doing that, come see me. We'll, we'll give you the information, and it's, it's, uh, uh, we, we'll get you going on that. And uh, I believe that uh, that is our job here as a, as a church is to grow people, send people out. Grow people, send people out, and that's what we are supposed to do. Amen? All right, I'm going to read this verse, and this is not in there, so... Uh, Mackenzie, you, you, she's not doing anything wrong here because I added this, and uh, so don't go looking back at her because she's not doing something that you think. I'm actually going to read this verse out of out of Second Peter three nine, and and God gave me this verse last night. I was I was really just uh, I had a direction that I wanted to go, and man, the Lord just shifted me. He just moved me a different direction, and uh, as a pastor, you guys may not understand what that feeling's like, but that's not a very good feeling when God just changes your direction. But this is what I know. When you trust God, when you do what He's going to do, He's going to do the work. Amen? All right. So, 2 Peter uh, uh, 3, 9, it says this, and I want you to listen to this. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise. Everyone say promise. As some count slowness, but is patient toward you. Everyone say Amen. Not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Let me read that again to you if you didn't catch that. It says, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, 
but that all should reach repentance. I want to, uh, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to get right into to my message today, but I want to speak to you today on this simple subject of give it up. Everyone say, give it up. Everyone look at your neighbor on the other side, or look at your neighbor and say, give it up. Look at your neighbor on the other side who you don't like as much and say, give it up. All right, uh, let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your mercy, God. Your mercies are renewed each and every morning. God, today, I pray, Lord, that your word would go forth in, my, in power and might. God, we've had a, a wonderful move of your, of your presence today, God. But I pray, Lord, that your spirit would continue to move and to convict. God, Lord, you are taking us somewhere. God, you are taking us places. So, God, help us to get out of the way, God, so we can get in step with you and do what you want us to do. And, God, we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. I heard a guy speak uh, this this weekend, and uh, and uh, he he was a uh, an older pastor. And as he spoke, he said something. He said, "You could preach anything in the Bible," which I agree with one hundred percent. And I was thinking about this last night, and he said, "But it always comes back to the blood of Jesus." Amen. It always comes back to the blood of Jesus, and I I love that. So I want to speak to you guys uh, on this simple subject of give it up. Uh, uh, say it one more time with me. Say, "Give it up." And we're going to be in Genesis, the 12th chapter, and we're going to be looking at one of my favorite characters uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, uh, Abraham or Abram, um, and uh, just, just a, a dynamic story here. I think there's something profound about this story that I'm going to be um, just reading and going over today that if, if you'll listen, put your spiritual ears on, if you'll listen, it will help you out. How many need help in your life? All right, I'll raise both my hands on all my feet if I could. Uh, probably pull something if I did that. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says this. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation Look at the verbiage here. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. How many say, whoo, I wish I had that word over my life, right? Uh, verse 3, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with content. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. Everyone say amen. So I want to look at this. First of all, we, this is the calling of Abraham. and This is the Lord coming to speak to Abraham. And Abraham's calling. You know, Abraham is, um, I guess for lack of a better term, is the rock star of blessing. When you think of blessing in the scripture, you, you think of Abraham because God uh, had blessed him. Matter of fact, he is so big that he had a number one billboard chart song in children's church for decades called Father Abraham. How many know that song? Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. Father Abraham had many sons. Come on, you guys know it. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I, I'm not in children's church and don't have to sing that anymore. 
Matter of fact, he is so famous, he's inducted into the Hall of Faith in Hebrews, and, that, and, and he was a huge blessing. And we're blessed through him today, and, and, and God's covenant went through him, and we are blessed today because of Abraham. Amen? Uh, how many love a blessing on your life? Ooh, Lord, I receive it. Hey, I want to bless you with $1,000. Everyone say, oh, I receive that, Right? How many love a blessing? Uh, you know, uh, and so he was blessed. And Abraham gets the greatest blessing calling upon his life. But I want you to notice something. Before he blesses him, before he blesses him, there's something that happens here. He commands him. He gives him commands before the blessing. Can I say this? How many want the blessing? Hear me out here. The blessings of God follows the obedience of God. Oh, you guys didn't get as excited about that, did you? The blessings of God follow the obedience of God. See, our society wants to be blessed without obedience. I'll give you an example. I want to get a paycheck without doing the work. Right? But... But we say this, God bless my finances, bless my family, but Lord, I want to live how I want to live. But if you look at this, if you look at this calling, the Lord gives him, gives him, gives him a direct, gives him direct things he needs to do. And Abraham was different than all the other guys in scripture because at this time there was a whole lot of stuff going on, but Abraham served the true living God, the big G God, not the little God, like the little G God, but he served the big G God, and he was blessed in a big time way. How many serve the big capital G God and are blessed in a big time way? Amen? All right. Uh, uh, how many know that sometimes in our lives, even as believers, we let the little G gods get in front of the big G gods? God, I should say, not plural, God. Sometimes our hobbies get in the way of, uh, of the big G God. And if we aren't careful, we'll make idols of our hobbies. Oh, it's quiet in here. What about, what about this? Maybe sports? Sometimes we put those things before the Lord. Somebody say, ah, I'm not a sports person. Well, there's probably things. Or maybe this. Uh, maybe we put our prestige in, in front of the community. Oh, what people think about me. Or, or maybe it's material things. But, but look at this. Notice God, he says these words to Abraham. He says, leave those, he says, leave those things and I will bless you. Leave those things and I will bless you. And the issue is after the command... In a great talk of blessing, Abraham misses one of those commands. I, I want to show you this. Look at this. If you go down to Genesis 12, uh, uh, 4, it says this. I'm going to read the top portion again. Listen to this. Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you famous, and, and, will be a bless and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with content. All the families of the earth will be blessed uh, uh, through you. Look at this, verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. 
Some of you don't know what that means and why I said that was such, with such candor. But look at this. Uh, here's, here's, here's a point. Here's one of my points right here. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Partial obedience is still disobedience. See, here's the deal. Do you know who Lot was? Lot was Abraham's nephew. I'm going to go back to the beginning of this and read this again. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, leave your and your father's. Lot was part of his father's family and his relatives. Lot went with him. Partial disobedience is still disobedience. When I was growing up, I learned real quick that partial disobedience was not going to cut it with my parents. Anybody's parents that way? Hey, but, but I, I, I didn't do it all the way, but I did some of it. Doesn't matter. I told you to do it this way, and you didn't follow through. I, I know it's, this is not popular, but I, I got the uh, leather belt. My dad had this Western belt, and it's, he had his last name. Anybody's parents had, have their, their parents have the last name on the back of their belt? I think I had my last name tanned to the back of my rear end a few, few times. You know who that guy was, right? And as a parent, when my kids, I ask them to do something, and they do it partially, I don't care that they did this portion, but I wanted them to go through and follow through with the whole thing. Spiritually speaking, in our lives, how many times do we do that as Christians? The Lord's telling us to do something, and we'll follow him with this portion of my life. But, Lord, don't ask for this portion of my life. Lord, I'll give you this. God, I'll give you my Sunday mornings, but don't you dare ask me to, to go on a missions trip. Lord, I'll give you this portion of life, but don't you get into my pocketbook, Lord. Oh, it's quiet in here now, right? See, I, I like this. When we hear God's word and do not do it, this, this is out of a commentary that I had. It, when we hear God's word and do not do it, we deceive our own hearts. You know who you're deceiving? You're not deceiving the Lord. You're only deceiving yourself. And this is how someone can really believe they are obedient to God when in reality, they are acting in disobedience. Look at this. This is both a fearful and sobering revelation. Look at this. Deception veils the heart and obstructs the truth. Deception veils the heart and obstructs the truth. The more a person, look at me, the more a person disobeys, the thicker and more obstructive the veil becomes, making it harder harder to remove see lot went with abraham and, and here's the thing i don't know what part of leave your relatives abraham didn't quite understand but he took lot with him see lot is his nephew and and he's a relative right last i checked i think even here in lawrence county a nephew is still your relative right all right am i right okay just wanted to make sure and, and, and how many have, uh, have one of those relatives who's always around? Some of you are like, uh, I really don't want to say right now because they're sitting next to me. You get a new you, dinner, dinner's made, and they show up. Oh, man, this is perfect, right? They, they show up at the, at the right time. You get a new car, they show up. You get a new house. 
they show up. You know, they, they, they want to enjoy your, your blessing, right? Uh, um, it's kind of funny. When, I, when, I, when my parents left me in California, because that's really what happened. When my parents left me in California and I stayed there, I remember I would go home. Um, and when I would go home, uh, you know, I would come in the house when I'd go see my mom and dad. And they were living in Missouri. I'd come into the house and it was, I would just treat it as if I had never left. Walk right in. Go right in the You know, guess what? I still do that at my parents' house. Walk right in, grab the cereal, pour it in the biggest bowl I can, and eat it, right? Because I, I could. Um, but, and so we all have one of those relatives that is always around, and that's what Lot was here to Abraham. Abraham had this blessing. Right in the middle of his blessing is Lot, sitting there enjoying the blessing of God because of Abraham. He's just there. He, by, 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 he's like a leech. He is. He's like a leech just sitting there sucking the life out of Abraham, sucking the blessing. Uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about in this place? All right, a few of you. Look at this. I want you to jump to Genesis chapter 13, uh, verse 1. It says this. So Abraham left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev along with his wife and, and, and all they owned. Look at this. One chapter later, Lot is still there, just mooching away on Abraham's blessing, following him along. He's still there one whole chapter later. And here's what happens. This is what happens. Because he's the, there, drama starts to happen. How many hate drama? How many hate drama? How many hate family drama? Oh, man, that's exponentially, right? When, when family members fight, it, it is terrible, right? When they fight. But look, here's, here's my second point. Disobedience, partial disobedience is still disobedience. But here's the second point. Disobedience leads to drama. You don't believe me? You can ask Wyatt when he doesn't do something that I need him to do. When he's disobedient, is there drama in the house? You know there is. Listen, I pick on him a lot. and You guys, he can take it. I promise he can take every bit of it. But I do want to brag on him. I'm going to brag on him because I, 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 I rarely do that, but I want to brag on him. Uh, this week, we were up at, up at conference, and they, our kids went with us this time. And while we were in meetings, uh, the kids were, were uh, off in, in, a, in a side room, and they were uh, playing. And one of the um, Sister Williams, do you guys remember Sister Williams, Brother Larry and Sister Williams? They came here when they, uh, he conducted the election when we, when we came here. But anyways, Sister Williams was on her way moving out of where the kids were, and she tripped on a flower bed. She's, she's I don't know how old she is. I'm not even going to guess how old she is. Uh, let's, she's 25. <laughs> I, know you don't, I know you don't even say that. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to guess that. I know better. All right. And, uh, and in the process of tripping, she, she fell, like, like, like just fell flat on her face there. And... And uh, Wyatt didn't see it, but Novak saw it. And Novak, you know, saw it, and he saw, that lady fell. That's, that's just, you know. And, uh, and so 
Zaylee jumps up, and she runs out, out there, and, and she goes out there. She goes, are you okay? And, and, and Sister Williams says, go get, go get your brother, talking about Wyatt. And so Wyatt goes out there, and she's laying there, and, and he did something amazing. Uh, and he just said, he, he talked to her, and he said, he said, Sister Williams, are you okay? Can I help you? What, how are we going to do this? Let's, let's take your time. And she says, I, I can't bend my knees to get up. This is going to be a process. He says, will you just tell me what I need to do, and we'll get you up. Well, he ended up helping her get up, and she came along. I didn't even know none of this was happening, number one. And then she came into the meetings, and, and they, she had a moment to speak there for a moment. And she, and she looked at us, me and Tristan. She goes, and your son just helped me because I fell. And she goes, and I thought, yeah, that's my son Wyatt. So I wanted to brag on him a minute, just for a minute, because he, he's not always trouble. He, did, he, he does have a good heart. So come on, give Wyatt a hand. Disobedience leads to drama. Look at this. Genesis 13, 5. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot, with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So dispute broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. And at that time, Canaanites and Perizzites, I guess that's close to a parasite, were also living in the land. So disobedience always leads to drama. Wyatt, come up here right now and bring a chair. Come on, come on. He, he has no clue what I'm doing. He has no clue what I'm Grab a chair. Just unhook one of those chairs and bring it up here. There you go. You got this. Come on right here. I want you to set that chair. Oh, oh. He did good. Look at his mom. Look, I, I want to show you something. This represents the promise of God for Abraham. This was his promise. Okay? This was his promise. So, I'm going to ask Abraham right here. I want you to sit your little tukus right down here in this chair. And this chair is designed for Abraham, and it's his blessing. Carson, come here. And playing the, the part of Lot. Come on. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. I want you to sit your tukus right here on Wyatt's lap. Come on. Ho hold on to him. Come on. Hold on to him. Come on. Hold on to him. This, in essence, is what is happening here. This is Abraham's blessing. It's designed for Abraham. It's designed to work through him. And here is this leech, Lot. Sorry, dude. But he's got good-looking hair. <laughs> sitting there, enjoying the blessing and reaping the benefit of Abraham's blessing. Can I tell you something? The blessing that God has designed for you and your purpose does not have place for what the enemy would throw at you, does not have place for the little G's, but only the big God. And listen, 
this does not belong on your blessing. Disobedience always leads to drama. Look at this. The land could not support them both. And so they begin to butt heads. This is mine. This is mine. This wasn't even Lot's blessing. But he's being blessed because of his proximity to the man who was blessed by God. The land was, was not, couldn't support both of them. But God designed your blessing for you. No one else. Not to say you can't be a blessing through your blessing, but listen, God designed your blessing for you. Not not you and the lots in your life. One will rule, the other will have to leave. You guys stay right there. So Lot freeloaded for a while. He's reaping the blessings. I mean, his hair looks good and is blessed because of his proximity to Abraham and his... He is blessed with good hair supply. Not from me, from his mom. All right. And Lot is reaping the benefits of the blessing of Abraham's covenant with God. And finally, this thing came to a head, and Abraham had to have a talk with Lot. What better place to have a talk with someone than when they're sitting on your lap, right? And he says this Your herdsmen are in conflict, are in conflict with my herdsmen. We, and we don't have an issue. It's, it's those working underneath us. And so to save face, this isn't working out. And this is what Abraham says to Lot. You pick the land that you want to go to. And I'll go the opposite direction of you. We'll just split ways. But you pick the land. Take the land that you want, any of it. And I'll go the other way so we can maintain peace. And Lot chose. Look at this. Lot, stinking Lot, st- he chose the best portion the best portion of, of, of the land, the fertile land of the Jordan Valley. And Abraham settled in the land of Canaan. Look at this. I want to I show you something. When we give Lot, or the lots in our lives, the choice, they will keep the best from us. They'll take the best from us. What God designed for us will compromise with the enemy and say, you go this way, I'll go this way. And we'll lose the best of what God was wanting to give us. And just like Lot took the fertile land and, and the lots in your life, they create drama that will take our best away from us. Sin takes the best from us. The wages of sin is, the wages of sin is, the wages of sin is, hmm. Sin takes the best from us. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. And a lot will take your best praise away. A lot will cause conflict within your soul and drama among people. And God is trying to bless you, and the lot or the sin is taking the best part of your blessing. And you have to tell the lots in your life, hit the road. So Abraham has this talk with Lot. Talk amongst yourself here, guys. And he says, hey, Lot, go. Hit the road. Go. Go. Come on, give these guys a hand. I know that's a simple illustration, but can I tell you something? It's so profound spiritually. God's designed a a promise for you. There's no place for compromise with the enemy 
no place for compromise. And, and some of us are, we're, we're trying to settle into the blessing that God is giving us. But here we are compromising with the enemy and Lot's coming in and he's taking, sin is taking the best portion of us. So when Abraham, look at this, here's my last point. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Abraham, uh, when he got serious about this thing and finally dealt with Lot, God did something amazing. Look at this. Here's my third point. Obedience, look at me, obedience equals blessing. Everyone say, obedience equals blessing. Obedience equals blessing. Amen. Look at this, Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 says, After Lot had gone, get out of here, Lot. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. Verse 15, I am giving all of this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. Verse 16, and I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through this land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. Finally, after Abraham released Lot out of his life, God's blessing began to really flow from him. God is repeating, look at this, I want, in that scripture there in, in, in verses, uh, chapter 13, verse 14, God is simply repeating, look at this, God is simply repeating what his initial calling and blessing for Abraham's life was. He's just reiterating. He had told him that in, in chapter 12. Abraham, he had to do this. He had to recalculate. He had to recalculate. How, where's my GPS people in the house? How many like a good GPS? How in the world did I ever get around without GPS? Pulled out the old atlas is what we used to do, right? Some of you are like, what is an atlas, right? GPS is concerned about two locations. It's concerned about where you're at and where you're going. GPS doesn't look at where you've been. It looks at where you're currently at, and it's trying to find the best route to get to where you're going, right? Amen? And the thing about GPS is this. It's interesting. When we get off, have you ever made a wrong turn with GPS? And it's like, recalculating, recalculating, tells you, and you're like, shut up, just get me on track here, right? Make a U-turn, make a U-turn. And oftentimes in our lives, we get lost and we spiritually, and we're just struggling. Like we don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. And it's if the Holy Spirit speaks into our lives and says, hey, time to recalculate here. Time, time to get back on track. Time to do this. Psalms, <laughs> you, you need new direction here. Scripture says in Psalms 37, 23, that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. You know, God knows every detail of your life. He, he knows your steps. He knows your likes, your wants. He knows everything about you. He knows all those details, and he's working it out. The thing about GPS, it gives you one step at a time, right? It doesn't give you all 27 steps all at once. But as you get closer to the next step, it says, in one mile, get in the right lane. Take exit, 12B. TJ, get over into the right lane. Take exit, 12B. Okay, I got this, right? Here's the problem. This is the problem with me and 
I think with us, sometimes we're rushing God. We're trying to get to the promise. God's ordained your steps, and he's taking you one step at a time, and he's growing you in the season that you're at. But we want to get over here quicker and quicker. But when Abraham got serious about this thing and finally dealt with Lot, God did something amazing. God recalculated his steps, pointed him in the right direction. You know who got off there? Abraham. Not God. You know who gets off spiritually? I do. Not, not, not God. In my life, this, is, this, is ha this happens. You know, who, you know who gets off track in the car? Me. Not my, not my GPS and not my car. It's me. It's me leading it, right? I say this. What, what is the lot in your life? Simply disobedience to God's word? Have you allowed the enemy to put some things, compromise in your life that are keeping the fulfillment of God's call or blessing in your life? And I'll say it like this. Are you living the enemy's lie? The enemy making himself right at home, stifling the blessing of God in your life. How about this? Is it your career? Oh, I'll work extra overtime and create a nice little living for myself. I'll live for God for the sake, uh, you know, or I'll, uh, uh, I'll sacrifice my walk with God for the sake of money. Jesus said, we'll serve God or mammon. Mm. What about this? Is it your hobby? Some of you say, well, I work hard for my weekend so I can enjoy going to the lake or going camping. Church is just a choice. I'm not picking on you. I think you need to take time off. You need to go, go spend time. But can I tell you something? Sometimes we got to recalculate. We got to reprioritize. We got to we got to get things right. If we really want the blessing of God in our lives, we got to get things right. Those things are not wrong. I'm telling you, sometimes if we're not careful, those things will creep in and take a place and be an idol before the Lord. Look at this. Is it a family member that seems to suck the life right out of you? And some of you are like, oh, Lord, yes, that's me. I know them. You're probably thinking about them in your mind. Every time you see them, they're, they're needing money or some kind of help. You see their, their number pop up on the phone, and you're like, not today. Maybe your lot is this. Maybe someone hurts you. Maybe they abused you. You've been carrying it with you. Even though it may not even have been your fault, you managed to carry this pain and disappointment of tragedy. Maybe it's your parents died or sibling or spouse. Some life events and situations like, like lots are not necessarily their fault. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give you a little, little history on Lot. Check this out. I know I picked on him a lot, but look at this. Abraham had two brothers. Terah begat Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. Haran was, was Lot's father, and the Bible says, or his brother, and the Bible says he died young. And Nahor married and moved on, and he should with a name like that because that's a terrible name. I pray your name's not Nahor in here. Give me if it is. But what happened, that left Lot to be raised by 
Abraham. I'm going to show you something here. This, this is amazing. Lot's relationship with Abraham was not Abraham's doing, but Lot became a victim of circumstances because his dad died and didn't have nowhere to go. His other uncle moved away and he had nowhere else to go. And can I tell you this? Sometimes in our lives, I, I, I tell you all this because I'm coming to a point, I promise. Sometimes in our lives, we are victims of abuse sickness and death and loss and heartache and etc whatever they are and they were never we were never intended to take the responsibility of it but circumstances steered us but we're missing the blessing because we are hanging on to past hurts and past situations can I say this let it go Let it go. Your blessing was not intended for you and Lot. Blessing was intended for you. Some of you are hanging on to past hurts. Saying, why am I not being blessed? Why, why are these things not, not transpiring? Because you're hanging on to something that you weren't intended to carry. Scripture says, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Some of you are carrying things, and Jesus is just like, throw it over here, I got this. Abraham, he finally let go and let him do his thing. And as soon as he moved on, the blessing was reaffirmed by God and all that he did. All he had to do was just walk in it. Just walk it out. Simple. Walk it out. Will you bow your heads with me? And I'd say this to you today with all heads bowed, all eyes closed. All you have to do is walk in obedience and the confidence of God's blessing. Today I ask you, are you willing to give that lot up? Are you willing to give that lot up? With no one looking around, and I feel the Holy Spirit moving in this house right now. With no one looking around, this is your moment. This is your GPS moment. The Holy Spirit is going to recalculate some steps today. The Holy Spirit's going to take some things, some past hurts and he's going to do the heavy lifting and take those things away. Say, hey, Pastor TJ, I hear you. I know this was very simple today. But it's profound. It's profound spiritually and has spiritual implication. I, I, I need to let some sin go. I need to let the lots go in my life. You're here under the sound of my voice. You say, hey, pastor, that's me. Would you lift your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Come on. There's more. Come on. Thank you. Come on. We're, we're not doing this to call you out. We're not. We're, we don't want to embarrass you by any, any, 
any means at all. We want to see you walking in the fullness of the blessing of God. That's what we want to see in your life. The Holy Spirit's speaking and saying, recalculate. Recalculate. It's not too late. You're still going to get there. So we just wait just a moment. Just tarry just a moment for me. We wait on the Holy Spirit to do the work that he does. He's moving up and down these aisles. He's convicting hearts. He's say, I, I feel this nudge in my heart. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's not, it's not anything that I can do. I'm not that good of a speaker to even be able to do that. It's the Holy Spirit speaking into your life. And I promise you today that if you take that step of faith like Abraham had to say, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm getting this out of my life. If you'll take that step today, God's blessing will begin to flow in your life. This is what I want to do today. I'm going to ask uh, Sula. I'm going to ask some of our board members. I, I want you guys to come down here. I want you to stand across the front. Uh, Tristan, come down. Uh, Carrie, if you can come down. I don't know if you can or can't. Um, Come on, I need, some, I need some prayer warriors down here. This is what I want to do. Listen, I, I, I'm not doing this to embarrass you. I'm not doing this to make you feel bad. The reason I have them come down here is to let you know that we're standing with you. And we're praying for you. You're not in this alone. We'll, we'll pray with you. We don't have to know every little detail of your life. We'll just pray that God's blessing will begin to flow. This is what I'm going to do. If you raise your hand, I, I want you to take a step of faith today. Abraham is the father of faith. He is the father of faith. He's the first one that believed in God. And God blessed him for it. If you'll take a step of faith today, you'll come out of your seat. You'll, I, you may be in the balcony right now. You may be in the balcony right now. You lifted your hand. I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to come down those stairs. You ought to come. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's more of you. Come on. Come on. It's time to recalculate. It's time to recalculate in your life. It's time to recalculate in your life. Listen, there's more. There's more. Come on. There's more. Come on. We're going to tarry just a moment. Say, what are you doing, Pastor? Why are you doing that? Because I think it's too important to leave without you getting your blessing. Stand with me. Stand with me. Come on, church. Stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Come on. Come on. They're still coming. Come on. They're still coming. They're still coming. I'm going to ask them to sing this song. This is what I want you to do. Church out here, this is what I want you to do. I want you to praise. I want you to worship. I want you to pray for these people up here. I want you to pray for them as if they, if did that, if, as if that was you there, how you would want someone to pray for you. Come on. Come on, sing it out. Come on, you can come on down. Come on.
Come on, can you stretch your hands up here? Stretch your hands up here and begin to pray right now. I pray right now, God, steps are being recalculated. God, blessings are going to begin to flow. God, what has been stopped up is going to be broke open in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we declare it. God, we believe it. God, we're letting the lots go in our lives. No more are they going to suck the best out of us. But God, we're wholeheartedly chasing after you. God, let your blessings flow over our lives. God, we declare it. We believe it. Lord, we decree it in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, sing it again. you Jesus God we lay aside every weight and sin that besets us in the mighty name of Jesus God we declare your blessing God we declare your blessing upon your people today Jesus stretch your hands this way I want to bless you today Lord we walk in obedience to you Jesus and you alone may the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare. Amen. Pastor TJ brings the word so heavily every week and 
so appreciative of that. All the behind the scenes things that Pastor Tristan puts together. And you know these kids are here all the time with their parents. So show them some love. Bring them gifts. Bring them gift cards. Bring them cards with just words. Pray for them. Let's let them see how much we love and appreciate them this month. All the time. But this month, let's really show them a lot of love. Mops is this Tuesday, uh, the 19th at 6.30. This is for mothers of preschoolers. We have a women's fellowship this Thursday, October 21st at 7 p.m. Ladies, if you haven't been to one of our fellowships, come. You don't have to have been a member, come before. It's not a series that you missed anything. We have lots of good food that we share, and we have devotion time. We usually have a fun game, makes us laugh. So come and enjoy that time. Baptism Sunday is next Sunday morning. You can still sign up. So if you're wanting to be baptized but you haven't signed up, there is a sign-up sheet out in the welcome desk. Um, if you are getting baptized, whether you've already signed up or you haven't yet, there's going to be a really short meeting right up here at the front of the sanctuary right after service with Pastor TJ. And then finally, our trunk or treat is going to be on October 30th from 2 to 4 p.m. Sign up at the information desk if you're planning to volunteer. We're decorating your trunk. There will be a prize for the best decorated trunk. So if you're competitive, bring that spirit out. We still need candy donations. Um, so you can bring those, place them in the baskets that are provided in the front of the church now through October 27th. All right, you guys are dismissed. <laughs>